0: This is Miranda with In the Courtroom with Miranda Jamison. I just kind of wanted to go over what we're going to talk about in these podcasts. So I am a crime reporter for the Excelsior Springs Standard. I follow criminal cases from the point that they happen to all of their court dates and the trials after if they do go to trial. Every time there's a court date, I will come here and let you all know what happened at that court date and what the next step is. I will also go over the probable cause statements and my articles from each case. So let's get started. First, let's go over all of our Clay County cases. Everyone knows about the Timothy Hazlitt case. It is the most known criminal case happening in Excelsior right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and read off the probable cause statement that I received from Clay County Prosecutor's Office. I, Detective Sergeant Brian Kennedy, a sworn law enforcement officer for the state of Missouri, knowing that false statements on this form are punishable by law and that the facts contained herein are true states as follows. I have probable cause to believe that on 10-7 of 2022 at 301 Old Orchard Avenue in Excelsior Springs, Clay County, Missouri, Timothy Marion Hazlitt Jr., white male, committed one or more criminal offenses, kidnapping first degree, sodomy, first degree, armed criminal action. The facts supporting this belief are as follows. On 10-7 of 22, at about 07-47 hours, Excelsior Springs officers were dispatched to 910 Don Shelton on the report of a female who showed up at the front door wearing a trash bag, metal collar with a padlock, and duct tape around her neck. The party advised the caller, Lisa Cashit, that she had been held hostage at a nearby residence since September. Upon the officer's arrival at the residence, They found TJ, black female. She was wearing latex lingerie and had a metal collar around her neck with a padlock and duct tape around her neck. TJ advised that a man by the name of Timothy picked her up on prospect in Kansas City at the beginning of September of 2022. She advised Timothy had kept her in a small room in the basement that he had built. He kept her restrained in handcuffs on her wrists and ankles. She was able to get free when he left to take his child to school. Excelsior Springs EMS removed the lock from the collar as it was restricting TJ's breathing. TJ was transported to the Excelsior Springs Hospital by ambulance. Sergeant Samantha Nash, St. John, rode in the ambulance with TJ. TJ advised she could point out the residence if the ambulance could drive by. As the ambulance drove by 301 Old Orchard Avenue, TJ indicated it was the residence where she was being held hostage. TJ further advised that Timothy had whipped her while she was restrained. There were injuries on Joan's back that were constant with this description. TJ advised that Timothy had raped her multiple times and frequently while she was held as a hostage. A records check of 301 Old Orchard Avenue showed the resident was Timothy Hazlett. Officers set up the residence waiting for Hazlett to arrive. At about 0841 hours, Hazlitt arrived in a gray Dodge Ram pickup. Officers conducted a felony traffic stop of the vehicle and took Hazlitt into custody on an unrelated animal control violation. Hazlitt did not make any statements at the time of the arrest. On 10-7-2022, Judge Lewis Engels issued a search warrant for the interior of 301 Old Orchard Avenue. Upon entering the residence to clear it, Excelsior Springs police officers observed a room in the basement consistent with what TJ had described. So my last article on this, Timothy Hazlitt appeared in person and in custody. His public defender, Tiffany Lewitt, advised that she had not had time to go through all the discovery from the state and requested a 30-day continuance. Judge O'Hara continued the case until June 6th for a docket call. I will be at that court date and I will be able to give you all an update on what happened. I'm not going to go into every probable cause statement of all of the Clay County cases, but I will go ahead and let you know who else I'm following and what their charges are. Gary Gillespie, 38 year old male from Excelsior Springs is being charged with a second degree class B felony of trafficking drugs. Keith Bass faces four felony charges, including murder in the first degree, two counts of armed criminal action, assault first degree, In this Bass case, they are also waiting on the medical examiner's report as the second victim has passed away. After the medical examiner's report, there may be another charge. The next one is Ronald Dean Lana Jr., 45 out of Excelsior Springs. He is being charged with first degree assault and armed criminal action. The last one I have is Gary Dean Tackett Jr. He has pled not guilty to several charges and faces felonies including statutory sodomy or attempted statutory sodomy deviate sexual intercourse person less than 12 years of age and child molestation fourth degree child less than 17 years of age those are the current clay county cases that i am following and on the next segment i'll go through some of the probable cause statements and details on the rest of those in this segment, we're going to look to the east to my Ray County cases. I currently only have two I'm following in Ray County. The first one is Wyatt Loomsden. He faces felonies out of Ray County for unlawful use of a weapon, felony armed criminal action, and fourth degree assault. He also is facing a resisting charge out of Excelsior Springs. The other case I'm following is Cody L. Ryan. He is charged with 11 felonies including six counts of first degree sodomy or attempted sodomy, four counts of first degree sexual abuse of victim less than 14 years of age, and first offense sexual misconduct involving a child under 15. The details of this probable cause statement are very graphic and they will not be disclosed by me. I will read you my latest article. Bond has been set for a Weston resident charged with 11 felonies, including sodomy. He was originally being held without bond, Cody L. Ryan, 30, appeared before Ray County's 8th Judicial Circuit Court Judge, Lori J. Baskins, for a bond hearing earlier this week. Ryan was arrested May 5th and is charged with 11 felonies, including 6 counts of first-degree sodomy, 4 counts of first-degree sexual abuse of victim less than 14, and 1st defense sexual misconduct involving a child under 15. Ryan appeared in custody without an attorney. He was previously denied appointment of a public defender due to having an annual income of over $24,000 a year from a retired veteran's income. The prosecution argued that bond be refused due to the nature of the charges. However, Ryan pleaded with the judge saying, I am begging, I'm willing to do anything to get the bond lowered, Your Honor. Judge Baskins disagreed with the prosecution. I have an obligation and I am going to move it out of no bond status with bond conditions, she said. The bond was set at $50,000, requiring 10% cash or surety. His bond conditions include that he wear an ankle monitor and not have contact with anyone under 18 years of age. According to the probable cost statement from Corporal Camille Johnson of the Oric Police Department, officers were advised by a name withheld that Ryan was going to be in the city of Oric at approximately 200 hours. She advised that last night she had requested Ryan to assist her in taking her children to the Mushroom Festival. At approximately 2047, while waiting to contact Ryan's vehicle, Sergeant James Lawrence advised that he had made contact with the vehicle as it pulled into the residence of the victim. Deputies had removed Ryan from his vehicle and placed him in front of a county patrol vehicle. Upon arrival of Oric officers, Chief Matt Hunter made contact with Ryan, informing him that he knew he was under arrest I'm sorry, with Ryan informing him that he was under arrest, in which Ryan replied that he probably knew why. It should be highly noted that at this time, Ryan informed Chief Hunter that he wanted to speak with officers and that he wanted to be honest, the report read. The probable cause statement continued. It should be noted that while Chief Hunter was speaking to, name withheld, I went to Deputy Brian Lackey's patrol vehicle where he stepped out and advised me that Ryan had asked if he was going to jail. Deputy Lackey advised he was not sure and that it was the city of Oryx investigation. Ryan then told Deputy Lackey, if it's what I think it is, I am. As the interview started, Ryan would not make eye contact and was staring at the floor. Chief Hunter asked if Ryan knew why he was being interviewed, and Ryan said that he was sure he knew what it was about. Ryan began to stare at the floor again and began to talk about the night he had sexual contact with the victim. Ryan stated that he knew what he had done was wrong, but was and I'm going to admit that due to graphic nature and lonely. The remaining details in the probable cause statement are graphic and will not be disclosed by me. The Oregon Police Department is following up on this case to make sure there are no other victims, Chief Hunter stated. When news like this breaks, it can cause other victims to come forward or speak up. Judge Baskin set 9.30 a.m. June 22nd as Ryan's next day in court. I will be at that court date and then I will be here to update you all on what happened. All right, my friends, that's all I got for you this time. Make sure you come back so you can hear some more probable cause statements and so you can hear what happened at these people's next court dates. I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen and I can't wait for you to come back next time.